page XXVIII. Uh, and this is in the fourth edition. Beginning, we believe, and so suggested a few years ago, that the action of alcohol on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average uh, temperate drinker. These allergic types can never safely use alcohol in any form at all. And once having formed the habit, found they cannot break it. Once having lost their self-confidence, their reliance upon things human, their problems pile up on them and become an, an astonishingly, astonishingly difficult to solve. Frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. This message, which can interest and hold these alcoholic people, must have depth and weight. In nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. That's it. And I think that'll do it. Wow. I didn't plan to have so much time left. I know. Surprise, yeah, surprise. Fill it up with something. So I know it'll be good. Nice to see everyone, Paul, alcoholic. Uh, yeah. These ways of looking at it uh, hopefully would trigger a sense of uh, recognition that you may not get by not looking at it these ways. So this idea of an allergy sort of like or demonic possession or something taking you over sometimes captures the real feeling of what it's like to be under uh, that tyranny. And uh, with the hope of a little relief coming from it, just like when I came in, uh, the day before I had no idea, but by sitting in meetings, I could feel this sense of terminal uniqueness, like a thick shell that I was in that kept me immune from listening to anyone else because I thought they couldn't, they didn't, how could they understand me? I have private thoughts, private feelings, and I've done things no one else has done. And after a few weeks of sitting in those meetings, that shell got cracked pretty well because I realized uh, could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Well, they're not my thoughts, yeah. And that was uh, one of the first big movements and the thing that another one was the idea that this is a disease. So it took out that moral bankruptcy out of it, that I didn't do this. I didn't choose to do this. I was driven or compelled. Yes. 
which is completely different how the heads narrative had it, which was I did it. I don't want I want to avoid that at all costs. So I kept doing more. You know, it was like the idea of I was so concerned about dealing with the old shit. My solution was to just make new shit all day. <laughs> so I was so busy avoiding the cops, let's say I couldn't take care of the prior warrants and shit. Yes. So it's a it's a lousy strategy, but uh, it was in it was in full effect back then. So when I came in, basically, it would have been like the revelation of being at meetings for 20 years and then someone coming in and just turning my chair around. So I was facing the correct way. It was sort of like that. I was in life, I was doing shit, but I was completely backwards. Yeah. And then AA was just a simple way of uh, turning that chair around without spooking me too much to get out. And then I started to see things. Yeah. I had no idea of none, none. Yeah. uh, I mean, they talk about the spiritual awakening. I think there's a lot of rude awakenings, a lot of rude awakenings at first where you sit and then you're really just amazed. You're still alive. Really? (laughs) It just blows your mind. And all the bitching of how bad it was, it could have been so much worse. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just, uh, yeah. So you get a weird gratitude around that. So, uh, yeah, this is a way of seeing that a real alcoholic has an allergy that a, a temperate user or even a heavy user doesn't have. Supposedly, the way that they describe a heavy user is that if they have a sufficient enough reason to stop, they can. Yeah. Where there's a line that gets crossed where you don't have any say in the matter anymore. Now, I believed I was an alcoholic from the get go, but in hindsight, I hadn't crossed the line until I did. Yeah. Because when I was 20 and I got introduced to a spiritual group, that group and wanting to know God was a sufficient enough reason not to use and drink. So I only had a couple of Heineken's in four years or five years, 20 to, I think, 19 to 24. When I got disillusioned once again, and I was relying on the problem, I went back out and then I feel like something, I went past the point where there was no return. God, no God, it didn't matter anymore. I had not, there was not, I could not find a sufficient reason to stop. And I had no ability to stop and find that. Yeah, I was just going, running, you know, I felt like I was being used for transportation, really. That's, that's the sense I had, actually. Once the thought came about something like cocaine or something, it was off. The car just kicked into third gear and there I went. Yeah. And I had very, very similar uh, results over and over again, yet was completely confused when I when I arrived at those results. I (laughs) just had no idea what was going on, literally. So uh, whatever works, you know, an allergy, uh, uh, 
you know, a foreign pathogen. I liked the, the imagery of a parasitical movement because it felt like that. It felt like something seemingly was attached to what I call me and was sort of taking over the me <laughs> yeah. to a point where uh, I looked like what I did, not where I came from or my ethnicity or, you know, I looked like a cocaine addict. If you were doing, if you did coke, you knew I did coke from about a half a mile away. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, all the signs were pretty glaring. And uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like all we need is an understanding to go back and see and not get forgiveness, find forgiveness, yeah. To really have it in your gut after you make amends and everything like that, that you are not responsible for this behavior. <laughs> it's just, just not true, yeah? That you were in a certain condition that led to other conditions and that led to more conditions. And basically it was sort of like a snowball going down a hill. It's gonna just accumulate more snow. It's not choosing to do so. It's just got a motive, a momentum, and it's just getting more of itself as it goes down. So I, uh, and that's where I feel the great relief is. And I don't understand. I have a, I'm confused about how for most of us, it's very easy to give credit to the higher power and say something's doing for us what we can't do for ourselves, but we don't see that something did through us what we wouldn't have done by ourselves. I don't understand why that's not, that seems to be a, a blind spot. Yeah. I mean, we can do it one way. I don't see why it can't be uh, uh, directed the other way. But see, all the shit that happened while under the influence, we seem to be, uh, we have the title of all those things, yeah? We're the author, we're the owner, yeah? But yet, the other stuff, when the life starts getting better or bigger, we're very easily, it doesn't seem like it's much effort to give credit to where it's due, you know, like, I have a strong feeling something does for me what I can't do for myself. I have a strong feeling that something did through me what I wouldn't have done by myself in the past. And I have a very clear attribution of that behavior to the lower power. Yeah, I'm very clear about that. I do not believe I did all that shit. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. I've heard tons of people talk as, from that place and it hasn't convinced me over the years. I just don't get it. I do not. If you're dancing with a gorilla you're, and you're gonna stop when the gorilla's gonna stop, I bet I would say you gotta look at the gorilla, really, yeah? Stop calling the gorilla's antics yours. <laughs> or if not, you're still dancing with the gorilla. It may have a tuxedo, but underlying the, the appearance, it's still a freaking gorilla, yeah? <laughs> so we have the ability, yeah, to see something's doing for us or I couldn't do for ourselves, 
why not apply that to seeing something did through us what we would never do by ourselves? Yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah, literally. I saw people uh, when we used to smoke uh, cocaine, freebase. I saw people lose, uh, lose their morals in two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. Drop their pants, whatever it was that would get them another hit. I mean, absolutely no cultural defense against that impulse. Yeah, completely. I saw it over and over and over again. You're going to tell me that person chose to do that? <laughs> I just don't see it. Yeah. So what does it say? You know, don't shut the door on the past. Don't regret it. How are we not going to regret it if we call it ours? Yeah. Yeah. When we see that something, it was something else's past, literally. And I don't regret that. Yeah. Because it's led me to where I am now. Yeah. And so if it had anything to do with me being where I am now, it has value. And I feel it does. Yeah. I do. That's how I see it. So I don't regret the past, nor do I shut the door on it, because I don't see it. I, I feel I see it clearly. Yeah, just like I see that something's doing for me what I can't do for myself. I understand something did through me what I, I wouldn't do by myself. I do. Yeah. And let's. <laughs> so and it's not a spiritual bypass move. I took responsibility for every all the shit that happened. I made the amends, yeah, with the with the spirit and the willingness not to do that shit ever again to anyone else, yeah. And I live by that to this day. But now I don't start from a responsibility. I started there then, but I don't start there now. I start from an accountability, yeah. The dog that everyone thought was mine or me took a shit on the neighbor's lawn. I did not take the shit on the neighbor's lawn. Therefore, I'm not going to be worried and, and going over it for 30 fucking years. Why did I take a shit on the neighbor's lawn? I didn't. Yeah. It's the dog that was called mine at that time. Yeah. I'm accountable for that. But you're not going to hang me with responsibility anymore. No way. I feel it's, uh, I don't see that, uh, not shutting the door on the past. I see there's a very long chain that comes from the past and bonds us now in this present moment by the feeling of being the doer of all that shit that hit the fan back then. Yeah, I do. And the reason why you can't shut the door on it, the chain is fucking in the way. <laughs> it's like a it's like a distribution line. Uh, the umbilical cord of guilt and shame. Yeah, it's just too much, I feel. And you know what it robs us of is this moment. Yeah, we're not all here if we're all there. Yeah, if all of our head is in the past, we're not here seemingly. It is, it's appearing to be true to us. Yeah, it's not true, but it is true to us. Yeah. 
and pe and people can die through appearances yes people are driven to extreme behavior based on imaginary conditions seeming to be real yes so appearances and reality at one point on a level of effect does it there's not much difference because we are the reality that's believing the appearances yeah and where does those where do those beliefs reside in the mind where the problem resides yeah it's the exact same place and i think a lot of beliefs have been claimed by the problem and are used expertly by the problem to keep us bonded to this idea of being the doer yeah of shit that you haven't done for 34 years <laughs> it's just insane to me so and the robbery happens now the past does not rob you of the past it robs you of the present yeah yes when there's all these dangling threads that still connect you now to the past you can be bonded to the past yeah so basically your 100% of life isn't 100% a lot is withheld yeah and you're going to feel the lack of something that that zest that living that that juice that sense of presence of the power the higher power if you're preoccupied yeah so you you want to be presently occupied by the higher power you don't want to be preoccupied with the lower power yeah you want to be presently occupied by the higher power you cannot serve two masters at the same time yeah either you were the doer of the past and now you're the doer of the present or something's doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself and something did through you what you wouldn't do for yourself it's either one or the other yeah it's not like a smorgasbord you don't take this and then put it on some rye and shit it comes it's a package you know corned beef and whatever pastrami and this it doesn't you don't get wonder bread and pastrami. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Yeah. So, which is it? If you did all that shit, then you're doing all this good shit. Or well, where was this power? The higher power wasn't present until a certain point in your life. Give me a break. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. I mean, whose life is it anyway, if you're not here? Yeah. I mean, you may think the pulse is in on the elbow, but when you feel it in the wrist, you'll know it's not at the elbow. Yeah. Even though you have a whole story, but as soon as you feel it here, you know it's not at the elbow yeah as soon as you have relief from the bondage of self you start recognizing what the bondage of self appears like <laughs> that's the only way 
you can't have a description of it while you're living as it. Yeah. You need to have relief and then there's a clear description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do an inventory, if you like, a short one. And instead of having it all held as mine, just look at it as self's manifestations in one's life. See what's just do like a four, ex, four examples, like, like a two minute exercise today. And then just see if it feels different. When you're looking at resentments coming from this self-centeredness or looking at my resentments that I'm the doer of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, yeah, it's usually different, hugely. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's just in a two-minute example. No, that usually different is a usually different influence every day, every second of the day, every second. Yeah, that's the that's the basis of traveling lighter that we speak about. That's the basis. The traveling lighter isn't oh five thousand miles. It's moment to moment. That's the traveling lighter. That's the momentum of traveling lighter. It isn't, doesn't come from 5,000 miles. It comes from moment to moment to moment. That's the traveling lighter. Yeah. You'll know it. You'll feel it because you've traveled heavy. So you have the ability. We, this head is a binary system. It comes to no lightness by heaviness. That's the way it works. So we've got enough heaviness in this life already, haven't we? Let's see. Let's that should give us a sharp contrast when with when the traveling lighter occurs. Yeah, you'll be able to. Yeah, they'll be completely different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seems like self is vaguely uh, absent in the traveling lighter and the traveling heavy is all, all about self. <laughs> Oops. If you call it me, then why is the me, why is one me ruining everything and the other me is letting everything be great? I don't see that. I think there's only us and self. Yeah, there's no, yeah, yeah. Being convinced self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. There you go. If you're convinced, let's look at, it's common manifestations, meaning selves. All right. Resentment. All right. Let's do it today. After the talk for five minutes, please. Yeah. Write down a resentment. Past. Doesn't matter if it has any charge. Write a fear. Write a harms unto others. Get to the fourth column. You're confronted right there with the problem. Self-centeredness. <laughs> Self-seeking and frightened. I mean, you can't. You can't recognize the problem. It's described right there in the fourth column itself, not you. Yeah. But I was self-centered. No, there was just self-centeredness. I was selfish. No, there was selfishness. What? Yeah. There was selfishness that the head uses to imply that you're selfish, but there was selfishness. Yeah some weird way we get to i'm the one who's selfish no that's the bondage of self it uses selfishness to bond us to this idea that we're selfish 
self-seeking and frightened. I'm self-seeking and frightened. No, it doesn't say that. It says self-seeking and frightened. Yeah, those are conditions. But aren't I the cause of them? I don't think so. I would say you're more the effect, aren't you? (laughs) Who would cause that? Who would want to cause all that? Yeah. So obviously, you're not the cause. You're an effect. The fourth column does not say, put your own name in it. Paul, selfish, self-seeking, and frightened. Paul, uh... Uh, whatever, selfishness. No, it says, says selfishness, self-seeking, and frightened. Yeah? Whew. That would be a relief, wouldn't it? Fuck. Who wants to look at selfishness and self-seeking and frightened if it infers you? <laughs> How are you going to do a fearless inventory when a huge part of you doesn't want to look at that shit that puts you in a bad light? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I get a bad enough bad news. Why would I want to sit down and see I'm the source of more bad news? <laughs> it makes no sense. But when you see it as other, then you can do a fearless inventory, just like you do it with your girlfriend or everything all day. You don't practice. You just, uh, I know exactly what she's thinking. No, you don't, but you believe you do. Yeah. <laughs> but then when it's on you, well, wait a minute. My whole life is about avoiding discomfort. Why would I want to get uncomfortable looking at all of my terrible qualities? <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm just here. I hope something gets through for all of us. Uh Uh, there's relief yeah hopefully you find some yeah something that's readily available right now yeah doesn't you don't have to get into a prior condition to be able to get into this condition just fucking tell the truth yeah were you driven or are you the driver Was the problem self-imposed or was it you imposed? Yeah. Do you manufacture all the misery or did you as a factory, were you put to use to manufacture misery? I would say the latter, yeah. You can manufacture love and service and compassion now, yeah. So the factory can produce a lot of products. It's based on who's running the factory, yeah. So, did self defeat you? Did it? Are you convinced of that? If you're not, you will be. If you have the right, if you have an understanding, you will see it sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> you will. Yeah. I mean, what's this thing that has? It's probably the word most put in the big book, really. Other than the is, you know, those words self what is it it seems to play a huge role in a life of an alcoholic and an addict is it ego really has that really worked for you no 
I don't feel, I don't think so. People, oh, that's my ego. Who's, whose ego is it? Who is that who has an ego? <laughs> it sure sounds like what you're describing an ego is. <laughs> the, the description of the ego fits the one who thinks they have an ego more than your idea of an ego. <laughs> I would say it's that self, yeah. I'm putting it out there. I'll keep coming back as long as I can. If anyone shows up, there's not going to be anything new. Never. Yeah. If you don't see it, you look from it. That's the dilemma. Yeah. If you don't see this idea of self, you're looking from self. Yeah. And then you're trying to come up with all these stories of why you're bound and you're missing the point, yeah? Because you're bound to this idea of that which is wondering why it's bound, yeah? Yeah. So anyone, Michael, whoever's running this place, what's going on? Michael, you? I'm Any? the driver today, Oh, Bob. Mickey, I forgot already. <laughs> I forgot who's running it. No one. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. No one. No thing. Hmm? Do we have any hands? This is this is your uh, chance to um, ask Paul about whatever's yeah, on your mind. You don't have to ask me anything. You can share. We just don't want to go off on fifteen minutes of of you know speaker meeting August fifteenth, ruining May 9th. Yeah, just, right. Yeah, we want to sort of keep it in the in the solution base aspect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. If you go to your participants and and click on your name, you could raise your hand. Well, that's great. If Mike's got his hand, hand up, yeah. Michael. Michael. Mike A has his hand up. Hi, yeah, thanks, I'm Mike A. Um, hey, Paul, hey, everybody, uh, thanks. So, uh, Paul, I just have a quick question that I think relates to what you're talking about. Um, in listening to one of your videos from a few years ago, you were describing how you'd been teaching these classes on Monday nights for a lot of years, and yeah. uh, and you, you'd you been reading page 64 where you know, it talks about being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what has defeated us. And you said that something had happened to you a few weeks before. And then uh, as you were preparing or at one of these classes you were teaching, you read that statement again, being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us. But you said something had happened to you a few weeks before. And, and I, if you forgive my asking, I'm just curious, you know, was there something there was, else there? I don't I mean, think because... there was any, like, uh, any physical experience. Mind had changed, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, like, the room I was seemingly in, uh, I discovered had more windows than I thought, yeah. So something came in through one of those unsuspected windows and 
did something to the mind, yeah? And then when I read that sentence, the word self was clearly representing a foreign pathogen or a, or a parasitical movement. It wasn't me, yeah? That was the key. And then as soon as that first thing got clear, it wasn't me, then the possibility of being free from it was readily available. I could feel it. It was incredible. It was like the tiniest little thing was keeping out all this air from the room. As soon as that tiny little thing was seen, it was filled. The space was filled with possibility. Yeah. And then not only that, so it was sort of like a three pronged thing. Something had occurred and it was waiting just to meet something that would sort of trigger it. I read that sentence. It triggered it. I saw that it wasn't me. Yeah. The possibility of being free from it became available. And then in the next second, it took a review of a, a large scan of my life. Yes. And I saw that mostly most of my activities was self trying to get out of self since I've been six years old. Yeah seriously and so i mean it gave me it gave me the diagnosis yeah it gave it said what was possible and then it told me how influential this dilemma was yeah that as paul was self paul aka self it isn't paul understanding self the paul is the self in a way see the identity the identity of paul is an identification as self i had no idea that could i just had no idea my whole system was not working on that idea let's say it was working on paul is a long-lasting independent separate thing it has choice it has this it has that it has its own integrity. Nothing's going to take over the steering wheel other than Paul, whatever. Yeah. And that that narrative was lived under for many, many years. And obviously it, it's a failed system. <laughs> and so uh, I feel like the life itself was ripe for that understanding the land. Yeah. So once I did, it changed my AA world. At that point, I was uh, I was I was ready to break on the big circuit speaker stage. That was over. <laughs> I stopped getting asked to go to a lot of places <laughs> as soon as I brought this self thing up. <laughs> but you know, whatever. You're compelled to do what you're compelled to do. So I kept sharing and I found some other people that were similar. I had to break out of, I had to get a website out because it wasn't working where I lived because people already made me a caricature. I was non-self Paul, Buddha Paul. I had these names and so no one was hearing shit from me anymore. So we got, we, we kept, the only people who knew how to design a, a website were newcomers. So they would go out before it was done. So it took about a year and a half to finally get 
Zen bitch slap up because I felt other people in AA communities, there's gotta be people that will, you know, this will like ring true to them. And I wanted that to be put out. That was a, that was the only drive. <laughs> and so it succeeded. It's, it's worked. Yeah. Just put it out, put it out, be consistent with it, live it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was open to have my mind changed. I was. Nothing's changed it ever since. Yeah, just uh, I feel like it's the last answer, really. It takes away the need for any other answers. And I'm open. If I'd love to have a new fucking, you know, uh, solution that had like Tantra in it and, you know, fucking a lot of getting naked maybe with a lot of people and shit. But no, it's just basically... <laughs> that was the message. Yeah. And nothing has changed that much. I hopefully the presentation has changed, yeah, over the years. But the message actually hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh so that idea things were happening, you know, it says in our the vision for us, uh this power is gonna constantly reveal to us shit. Well, I think so. Yeah. And some of that shit crystallizes and becomes a new understanding. Yeah. Or yeah, or a different understanding, let's say, than what I ran into in my communities that I was involved with. So I thought it would be great news. Uh, it, 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 it was received with mixed results, but, but I, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was good news, so they still do, yeah. So here we are, and you can just do that little sample. My resentment, resentment. See the how much my means. It's thrown around a lot, but it's really a conveyor of a lot of weight. So my resentment can last for fifty years. A resentment doesn't have that life expectancy. It doesn't. Yeah. Resentments get forgotten, but yours can live on for a fucking. You can pass it on to your family members. You know. I hate those people, the Ryan's. Whatever. You know. So, so it's crazy. It's insane, is it? Jesus Christ. So. We're occupied by a higher power. Why don't we, why not act it, you know, a little bit? <laughs> you know what I mean? We are. It can be underappreciated or, or unsuspected, but it's available at all times. Yeah. If, you, if there's a sufficient enough loss of interest in self, you're going to sense that presence. It's inevitable. The presence of what we call a higher power. And it's going to be in the same location where the presence of the lower power, which wasn't a presence, it was a past and a future, was being, you know, that was the atmospheric effect. It's at the same location. We're right in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's just what it's just where the interest and attention lies. Yeah. This idea of self was garnering way too much interest and attention. That's why it's called, you know, any life run on self-will. It's hardly going to be a success. We're extreme examples of self-obsession, whatever. Exactly. 
there's way too much interest and attention going into this idea. Yeah? It's turned into, it mutated and it's gotten very fucking weird. Yeah? And it's not going to get out of itself. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's important to recognize the act of being identified as it. Yeah? Because if you're relying on your head, it's in the act of being identified as it. If you're relying on memories, it's in the act of being identified as it. If you're relying on perceptions, it's the it's in the act of being identified as it. Yes? If you're relying on all these mental processes, its basis is yourself. You're the thing. You're the doer of whatever happens to you. Yeah. Uh, man. So the bondage of self is is a is a prior condition before alcoholism. Yes? Alcoholism amplifies it, but alcoholism doesn't come before the bondage. Self is there, and then there's alcoholism attaches to self. Yeah? Self is sort of like uh, something that allows other things to attach to. Yeah? Anger, jealousy, shit like that. And then for, and for us, alcoholism was amplified. Yeah? It's almost as if, uh, like my cactus, some of the, the ears grow new ears and some don't. So let's say, yeah, in my case, the ear of self-obsession grew alcoholism and addiction. And now they're almost their own plant. Yeah. Yes. So that's how I see it. Yeah. I see... Alcoholism was an amplifier of uh, characteristics and traits of uh, self-centeredness. Yeah, 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 yes. So we so want to get you want to get down to the exact nature of the wrong, which is not alcoholism. It's obviously bondage of self. That's not alcoholism. Bondage of self is 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 entrenched in a lot of people who are not alcoholics <laughs> and addicts. Yeah, there's an that's the addiction they're in. They're in the addiction of bondage of self. We're in the addictions that are ignorant solutions to the bondage of self, <laughs> drinking and getting loaded and trying to forget shit. Yeah, but they're just established in the first addiction bondage of self. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're better off in a way because the more calamity, uh, maybe you'll see something. Yeah. Yeah. So that has value, really. If you, yeah. But again, people who are in the bondage of self, that bondage of self is incredible because it sexualizes solutions. So Oh, that's for alcoholics. So people, you know, the way of life of AA could have been practiced by anyone and probably would benefit them. Yeah. But now it's all, oh, it, that's just for drug addicts and alcoholics. Yeah. It's just put away. It's beautiful in a weird strategy. Yeah. The thing that would most help it, it neuters completely. Yeah. Yeah. The self is very, the selfing is incredibly uh, strategic. 
I feel that's why a lot of people leave at the fourth step, because that aspect of self does not want you to look at your role in things, because you're going to see its role in things. And I don't believe it wants that to happen, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, it does not want to see, uh, it doesn't mind seeing your role in things without the understanding that uh, your role in things may not be your role in things. It will, it's all right doing that because it loves to beat you up, but it, it would hate to run into the understanding that it may not be you that's beating you up. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I feel the inventory process, people go in it with my fears, my resentments, and they leave it with my fears and my resentments. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I think the selfing is fine with that, tell you the truth. But to question it and see that it may be the cause, uh, that makes it quite uncomfortable. It does, seriously. Its whole story is based on anxiety because its whole story is it's you and it's not, yeah. The whole story of self is that it's you and it's not. That's anxiety. <laughs> it has a lot of anxiety that you're going to see the emperor has no clothes. It does. Yeah. So it loves to avoid shit that could possibly bring that about. Yeah. Like the past. Yeah. It has so much value in the past that it, most people go out at the fourth and ninth steps, right? A lot of people in our society, the fourth step and the ninth step. Yeah. Yes, because self is has great value in you trying to avoid the past. <laughs> it, it thrives there. When you actually start making an amends, you feel a whole diff, a lot different because that sense of presence becomes readily available. You're feeling something now. Yeah, that seemed to have been absent. That's what happened with me when I did the ninth step. I, the ninth step had a huge effect when I was making amends for these past uh, transgressions and shit. Unbelievable. And what felt was a lot of my life came back into the living, really. I felt like I had been auctioned off. And then suddenly I had a lot of juice just in my day-to-day, -day, yeah? event so i start that juice produced like a content and satisfaction that really uh weakened the drive to search for it contentment and satisfaction yeah i much rather enjoy contentment and satisfaction than the search for it i would yeah so yeah. i think this is what happens in aa over the years you get a new attitude and a new outlook. And, yeah, and a new freedom and a new happiness. And to me, that's like the basis of contentment and satisfaction. You're sort of content and satisfied. Yeah. And that breeds a lot of chilled outness in a lot of ways. It allows you to travel lighter. And you're not apt to buy some fucking miracle solution because you've got the solution yeah you're not going to go through exotic fucking things 
you're feeling all right. Yeah, I help other people. I do these talks. It seems to work well. The service aspect is huge for people like us. Yeah. Yes. Once I start seeking to get contentment and satisfaction by buying a 1960 Ford panel truck, which I can't get up there to get, nor can I da da da, I start getting frustrated. Once I realize that panel truck isn't delivering any contentment or satisfaction, I'm, I, I'm in the world of enough. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the panel truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, happy to be here. Nice to see you, Mike. Thank you for letting Thanks, me Paul. ramp on. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Uh Kaiser has his hand up. Hey Paul. Um got a quick question. Um and this question there's presumptions in it so it's not the perfect question uh it presumes like self and doing and stuff so please excuse that um it seems like what's being said is when we operate through self and it's convincing that we're self and then this alcoholism happens and it's just oh my god it's just awful and i've seen in the program of aa what it does is help us learn how to live in a selfless manner. That, that, that's obvious. That's what we're doing. And you're connecting the two. But, you know, we can learn through description and learn through, through from acquaintance. Like I've been acquainted with an experience of no self, but then I'm convinced again, and it, it's so real that there is a self that operates. In your experience, I mean, I know, You've oh, had an experience. Got soap in had there? Oh, hold on, we got some soap. Um, this guy. Okay. Um, in your experience, you got really acquainted with with that there isn't the self, um, and you've shared that. In your experience, how have you seen other people become acquainted with the experience of or the realization of no self? I've had it a little bit, but then I'm once again, completely convinced intellectually, I get it, but that doesn't help. It doesn't help. And then I do the steps with this perception and I, I intellectually, it's, it's a little bit more obvious, but getting really acquainted with that. I know it's here. I really sense it, but just not acquainted with it. What have you seen that, that helps other people in AA get acquainted with this understanding that well, first, okay. you know, they have yeah. to hear the understanding in a lot of cases. So here we are. Yeah. And then they'll know that they've been acquainted many, 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 many times. Yet something seemed to take the show over a second or two later. Yeah. Now they have an understanding to recognize that. That's a very important. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, there's not a self operating, there's an operation of self, so to speak, yes? It's called self-centeredness. That doesn't mean it's you. It's a system, yeah? Mm -hmm. A mentally derived system that supports itself and its main idea, which is it's self-centered. 
Yeah, there you go. So now you recognize it, hopefully not as you. Yeah, so at least, uh, and then the wanting to get out of self is usually generated by being a self. So when you see you're not a self, then you don't have a huge drive to get out of it. <laughs> because you realize you're not in it. Yeah, that's the real beauty. Yeah. I'm not real. I'm not trying to get out of self as self. <laughs> I see, you know, I believe there can be a convincing and then that convincing can translate into the system. The system doesn't get convinced, but it can get overridden by being convinced, I feel. And we have these statements, being convinced is essential in the beginning of the program of the steps, yeah? I think it says it quite a lot about the first few steps, being convinced, being convinced, being convinced, yeah? It's primarily important, yeah? Now, you are not that which can't be convinced, hallelujah. Yet you can, there's a being convinced, yes? Yes? And then yeah. that system begrudgingly fits itself around that being convinced when it realizes it can't move it, it can't claim it, can't get rid of it, yeah? Mm -hmm. So the selfing fits itself around that. Begrudgingly, I would say, tell you the truth, in the beginning, yeah? And now uh, the evidence keeps coming in and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really into the idea of being convinced. I am. I had no idea that that was possible, but I got struck sober and I was convinced that I'm screwed and I'm not managerial quality. Never came up for debate or review ever again. It was just, it was put to rest. And a number of things have been put to rest in this life. Yeah. So I think being convinced begets more being convinced, <laughs> especially because the truth is very convincing, really. You're thinking you're convinced by the head, which is all false evidence, but the truth is very convincing. Yeah. Because it's not false evidence, it's got some weight. Once it lands, that what's underneath it may never get up. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel uh, being convincing is being convinced is is what we're brought to in the program. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't stay there. It builds on itself. So you learn more. Yeah. Remember when he came in the AA first step? It looked like my drinking and drugs caused the unmanageability. After a few months, I wait, wait a minute, that's not true. Yeah, my managing is causing the unmanageability. Wow, uh, my idea is, yeah, the cocaine caused all this unmanageability. When I stopped the cocaine, that shall, should become manageable again. No, that didn't work. That was a misunderstanding, yeah? So what happened was, I, I was convinced of a lot of misunderstandings of being misunderstandings. 
they were just beautiful. And the trees, once you saw them, you didn't have to chop them down. They just fell on their own. Yeah, you just bing, 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 bing. And there you were, yeah. <laughs> Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. Well, there you go. You'll have ample evidence to convince you of that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, do an inventory. The great thing about an inventory, it produces an answer that's not yours. <laughs> that's awesome. I was convinced of that because that happened a few times where I had something I wanted to do. The, the inventory said that wouldn't be wise. I did it anyway. And the shit hit the fan. So I learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> then I was sort of convinced. So now I feel that urge and that pulse. And if it, if it wants to expand and go out, I'm going to be accountable at least. I'm not going to go, oh, I was totally surprised by that result. No. I sell a car to a newcomer, it's probably going to get impounded under my registration. <laughs> Next time I sell a car to a newcomer, I'm not going to be surprised when the police of Richmond Town Hall send me a letter. <laughs> Because that's what happens, yeah? If I lend money to a newcomer, it's giving away money. It's not lending money. It's probably not going to get paid. Am I going to be resentful? No, because I, there was a decision. I thought this would be the easier, softer way. I don't want to advertise the car. I don't want to show it to people. I'll sell it to this guy. <laughs> okay. Easier, softer way. Impounded. 700 bucks to get it out. Whatever. <laughs> so there you go. So, I mean, the first time I was surprised, the second time I was accountable. <laughs> I just knew, yeah. So, yeah. you got, Aren't you convinced of many things? Yeah, it seems like just not taking yourself too seriously and being of service, it's there. And continuing yeah. along that road, you just, it starts, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And then... You have an understanding that plays the role of a pair of glasses so that you can see the misunderstandings. If you keep wearing the same glass, glasses that project the misunderstandings, you're not going to see the misunderstandings. <laughs> you need a new pair of glasses, like Chuck C says. You put them on, and then you see the same shit differently. All right? Yeah. All right? My understanding is <laughs> against all evidence this is going to work out <laughs> so i give the person the money they yes whatever yes so yeah that's how i see it and i'm not in the business of convincing anybody i'm just putting out there i'm putting out that i'm convinced that's it I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, find out if it works. <laughs> yeah. You'll know if you look at something and something that you thought was solid and real seems to be shaky and only in appearance, you're onto something. Keep the x-ray glasses and check it out. Yeah? Yeah. You know what it's like to be here now, really? 
So there's a sound of water running. I hear that sound of water running. Yeah. I can hear the wind going through the trees. I can see the leaves reflecting in the the shadow that the sun is casting right at my feet. I'm available to what's happening. Yeah. If life wants to mail me something, I'm at the address. Yeah. I'm at 828 Wilmack Avenue. So I get the mail. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Not because I've done anything, but I realize I cannot not be here. (laughs) That's just all there is. Yeah. (laughs) What I wanted to escape from was a mental here. It wasn't the here I was in. It was a mental here that was like a weather front over me. Yeah. I needed to become clear of the power of the mental states because they're powerful. Yeah. But there's something more powerful. And that's what's before states, which is our condition. You want to call it spirit or awareness or something, but we are the source of all the power. Yeah, we're right there. Yeah. So from there, you can see the mental here as not here. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, really. I'm not ducking a lot of imaginary punches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like I'm going to be destitute next week. Yeah. So, (laughs) does it feel like that now? No. Yeah. Just getting into the chimes, the water, everything here. Enjoying peace of mind yeah 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 thanks for the invitation it's there thanks i mean why do you want to be here and not be here yeah why are we so busy trying to get somewhere else isn't the whole point to be here yeah but what can what happens if you're here and you can't mind what's available because you're occupied by something else well, let's tell the truth about that thing that is something else. Yeah. So we can be occupied by here and now. Instead of there and then. Yeah. Hmm. Here and now a lot allows there and then to continue. There and then wants to negate here and now. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't want any, it doesn't want here and now to be on the Zoom. It just wants to be there and then, there and then, there and then. But the here and now allows a lot of there and then. It's no big deal. Because here and now is a pretty wide open space. Allows a lot of stuff to happen and not happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One's like this, one's open. Yeah. Well, hey, is that it for today or anyone else, Mickey? Yeah, um, Steve H has his hand up. All right, let's bring on Steve H. 
There he is. Hey, Steve. There he is. Hey, Paul. Hey, hello. Let's be chatting, mate. Um, you were. Let's start. I've got what we're going to say now. Um, I've been into non-duality for a fair while, really, but and I've been in here a lot longer. Um, and I, I tend to be careful what I'm saying in, in meetings, you know. It's all, but when, when you've been doing it so long, you have a different slant on it, don't you? So it, it comes out anyway. So I don't want the bloody call me. I don't think they call me. Might do it. But, me back, I don't know. Um, but I try not to be overly. But when you started, when I listened to you a few times, and you started talking about the self, and it's the self that's defeated us, and it's because like, we read it, I mean, everyone read it. Let's talk about myself, but I never knew what it meant. And I think most people in here don't know what it means. Not even sure Bill knew what he meant when he said it, but um, so your take on it is so unique, though I find it to be absolutely true. You know, um, I, I used to say, what, what is this ego? You know, people say ego, ego. And I, after a bit of John Jewel, I tell them the ego is who you think you are. Yeah. And self, it's the same, isn't it, really? But I, I still I can't understand when I talk about self to feed you. However. And people don't up and out, oh, fantastic. You know, they don't get, they don't hear what's there at all. I don't get upset about it. I just, it's self, you know, when you depend on self, you're going to be in trouble, so you've got to depend on God. Even that's not, not real because you're either depending on self or you're depending on God. But it's that one that's depending on these things. That is, that is yeah. the one that needs to sort of be seen through, isn't it? That's the one, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So like I just said, I have a good, really good understanding. And I do get moments, you know what I mean? I do get times when it's, it's pretty clear, but I certainly haven't popped yet. It's, it's, in, it's in like, I, I expect you you would be as clear as a bell. You wake up in the morning, you drop, think about it. It's just... It is all happening, you know what I mean? I have to sort of just meditate for 20 minutes or something, get myself settled. I'm still rubbing along with the ego, you know. I'm almost inquiring, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not quite there, I know that. Although one case, well, you are there, you just, <laughs> <laughs> you've always been there. And fuck off, you know, I, I know what this, I know all the answers, if you know what I mean, but then. It's not knowing the answers, it's being the answers. It's a, when you know, there is no questions anymore, is there? I'm not sure there's a question here, but um, just sharing really what I'm getting out. What, I'm getting out a lot of what you're saying, really. And I enjoy it. So thank you. That's all. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Steve. You said a lot there. Yeah. I like the idea the ego is what who you think you are. <laughs> Is that what you said, right? Yes. Yeah. And the other one of obviously is, it's the one uh, who says it has faith in the finite or faith in the infinite. 
Yes, that's where the faith lies, is in that idea of the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's gonna, you, everyone starts somewhere, usually ends up at the same beginning. <laughs> so it's all fine. What I wanna see is just, hey, a modicum of relief is, uh, yeah. For, you know, has ultimate value, really. So I just like to see people travel a little lighter with a. It's not, there's not many accessories with this message. Yeah. You don't need to do a lot. It's just a, another, a way of uh, just uh, let the, you know, put the glasses on and see what you see. And then come back and share it and people will share our, our understandings and you'll see a little more next time you put on the glasses yeah and yeah and then yeah, be, yeah and then yeah then it's just really uh almost as if a permission comes over you that you can stop now yeah you don't have to earn the right to smell the roses the roses are there to be smelled yes all this you come out of this little mental extortion racket and uh you're here yeah whatever that here entails and so really at that point what more do you want you know that's basically uh you know, like my mom used to have to buy a uniform for me, whatever, for baseball and shit, take me to the field. And then there you go. Had the ball and game was on. <laughs> so in a way, uh, we're already at that field. You know, we just need to see what we're not because what we're not has is having such a influence because it's called us that's all the reason why yeah it doesn't deserve it it's an idea that doesn't have any real foundation but it has a lot of attention and interest going its way because it's presented as us and it would be nice just to bring a little uh equalizing and that's really rooted in the statement losing interest in self you can't do that as self, but there's losing interest in self. There's not self losing interest in self. There's losing interest in self. Yeah, that's hopefully what's happening with all of us. Because that, the opposite, which this place is a dualistic event, the opposite of that is interest in the sound, interested in the light, interested in this, interested in that. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's nice to see you, bro. Nice to see you, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Paul. That looks like what we have today, Paul. Well, that's good, honey. You did a great job, as always. Oh, thank you. And uh, it's such a pleasure, you know, showing up here. It's amazing how much you'll get by not looking for anything. It's pretty good.
Yeah. Isn't so, that the truth? Yeah, isn't that the truth? So, hey, we'll be here today at 4.30 Pacific time for a, a, a talk on another idea called non-duality. And then everything else is on the website. I think we're planning, I've got to start looking for a ticket. We're going to be back east in June, June 23rd on. We'll be in Dover for three days, New Jersey, and then around the New York area, Philadelphia and stuff. So we'll put that out when we have it figured out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's still openings if you want to squeeze into Italy. We got like 25 people now. It's nice coming. And that's uh, in September in a beautiful area called Puglia, which I was there last year. It's very nice. So, hey, I just uh, wish you the best today. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. It's been great today. Yeah. See everyone later. Yeah. Adios.